The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand. Do you want a beautiful lawn? Enter True Green, the easiest way to get a great lawn. Just water and mow and they'll do the rest. Weed control, fertilization, aeration, and more. True Green is the official lawn care treatment provider of the PGA Tour. And they have a verified best price, which guarantees you the lowest price with no compromise on quality. You do you. Let True Green do your lawn care. Visit TrueGreen.com, T-R-U-G-R-E-E-N.com to get the best lawn at the best price with the best people. Guaranteed. The Jericho Network on Westwood One. All right, the Colognes, or maybe you recognize them as Los Matadores, or maybe you know them as Primo and Epico. they got a lot of names, but one thing remains the same. They are tremendous performers that have been in the business their entire lives, and they are here today on Talk is Jericho. We're going to talk about the pro wrestling scene in Puerto Rico. They grew up there in Puerto Rico working in uh, Eddie's dad's promotion, Primo's dad's promotion, Carlos Colon, the legendary Carlos Colon, and they did everything from ticket-taking and booking to building the ring and uh, actually having matches that led them to the WWE, Epico is uh, Primo's cousin. You'll hear about both their WWE tryouts, how they became tag team champions. They're talking about their gimmicks, their favorite matches, the night Bruiser Brody was murdered in Puerto Rico, and what Freddie Prince Jr. had to do with their original WWE gimmick. That's right, FPJ, who was uh, Takas Jericho alumni. Lots of funny and uh, tremendous stories coming up with uh, the Colones, the Los Matadores. And once again, thank you for listening. If you're listening on iTunes and you haven't hit that subscribe button, it's not too late. If you subscribe, you'll never miss an episode. You'll never have to remember to go download or stream it talk is jericho will be automatically delivered right to the device of your choice does not get any better than that right and hey while you're subscribing on itunes take a minute and leave us a five-star rating and comment i love your feedback if you show off your creativity and cleverness in the comment section i just might read it out loud right here on this podcast so subscribe leave a five-star rating and a clever comment and help out talk is jericho i appreciate it and one last thing you might want to do while you're at itunes or even on the google play store download the new dd Yoga Now app. Diamond Dallas Page has really outdone himself with his latest addition to the unbelievable DDP Yoga program. All right, I got the DDP Yoga Now app on my phone. It's how I do my DDP Yoga workouts now, right from the app, okay, on my device. I don't have to lug around the DVDs uh, or the uh, obsolete, out of uh, out of style DVD player that I would plug into my laptop. All that stays at home. I got access to all the workouts on the app. Plus, I get to see live workouts from the DDP Yoga Performance Center in Atlanta, Georgia. It's very, very uh, cool. You guys know how much I believe in DDP yoga you know my DDP yoga story and what Dallas did for me my career and my life and now that I'm back at WWE I'm back doing DDP yoga almost daily all right DDP yoga is more than just a workout program it's a healthier way to live and that's why DDP has given you guys a great deal on, ta- on DDP yoga just go to ddpyoga.com slash Jericho when you purchase DDP yoga for yourself you'll get three free months of the DDP yoga now app it really is a tremendous uh, piece of business you get access to a lot more than just DDP yoga workouts you get recipes access to cooking shows and tools to help you track your progress plus you can earn rewards throughout the app to redeem for prizes and ddp yoga merch the more workouts you do the more points you get the more points you get the more merch you get for free all right and if it's motivation you need to get started as if that wasn't enough then check out all the amazing inspirational videos that dallas and his crew put together you can see all of these transformation video stories at ddpyoga.com slash jericho and you will not believe these success stories get started on ddp yoga today it's one of the best decisions you can make for your health for your fitness for your mental welfare as well and you can take advantage of this special offer for you sexy beast talk is jericho listeners get the lowest price on ddp yoga and three free months of access to the incredible ddp yoga now app by going to ddpyoga.com slash jericho don't miss out on the exclusive ddp yoga offer at ddpyoga.com slash jericho you'll get the best price on ddp yoga plus three free months of the ddp yoga now app change your life get started today get in the best shape you've ever been in at ddpyoga.com slash jericho go do it now talk is jericho baby talk is jericho all 
right. So uh, it's very apropos that we're here in San Juan, Puerto Rico, with uh, one of the, uh, well, I guess two of the guys from the most legendary family in Puerto Rico, the Colones. And it's the Los Matadors, but it's Primo and Epico, yep. but it's Orlandito <laughs> and Eddie. Yeah. You guys got a lot of names, man. Uh, yeah, I forget. I forget what my name is sometimes. <laughs> <laughs> but I mean, it, it's always cool to come to to Puerto Rico. It's such a great wrestling country, and it has been for years and years and years. And you guys started here because your dad is Carlos Colon, and your uncle, yeah, yeah. The, the the greatest uh, professional wrestler in Puerto Rican history. Well, yeah, I mean, uh, he started um, a wrestling promotion uh, with uh, his business partner Victor Javiga, who is a Croatian. Uh, oh really? Lived, I didn't lived, know that. Yeah, he's Croatian. Okay. And uh, they both met in uh, Stu's territory. Really? Up in, uh, up in Calgary. Yeah. Uh, they wanted to open a, a territory. I think they thought of someplace else um, before. I think it was uh, North California or something. No, like no. Utah? I think it was. It was like in Utah. They had this weird idea of opening up a promotion up in Utah, or yeah, some where there was no territory. So let's go to the, you know a virgin territory. Let's <laughs> yeah. try to pop it. But you know. That was a bad idea. Thank God they decided to come to Puerto Rico, and uh, my dad's been running a promotion for over 40 years. So they started in Puerto Rico um, and then went off around the world. So there was no t- territory in Puerto Rico when your dad um, first came I believe Eddie Graham would do a couple shows here. Okay. Uh, Florida Championship Wrestling, he'd do one or two a year, kind of like the Bahamas. Yeah. And, you know, it was just one of those sporadic. Mm-hmm. You know, like they like, do the islands. Like when, when we go to Singapore, you know, we okay. go there once every other year. Yeah. Right. Uh, I think that's what Eddie had. Um but uh, my dad got, got here, and he, he popped the territory pretty quick. And it's a funny story because uh, his first promotion, his first event that he had, uh, it was in some town called, I think it was Utuado. Uh, the arena hall held about maybe 2,000 people. And this wasn't with no TV. This was just with uh, one of those loudspeakers. He had a uh, Volkswagen bug. <laughs> and he'd go around, you know, the neighborhoods. He was promoting. I mean, he was going grassroots from, you know, so knocking like, on on uh, knocking on doors and uh, going to the supermarkets. Yo, we got really? the show. Yeah, yeah. And and back in the day, I mean, there was no entertainment. So for for the people of Puerto Rico, I mean, to have to have any show come to them, I mean, it was it was uh, it was an event. Uh, the funny thing is, uh, he sold it out, two thousand fans. The rib is. The truck driver got drunk the day before, passed out, so he didn't have a ring. <laughs> and my dad was so pissed. He was like, "I'm gonna put some mats, some mattresses. We're gonna have to have a. We're gonna have to do something." He had to cancel it. Oh, he was. But uh, in in hindsight, you know, I guess you have to learn. You know, when you're a promoter, you know, you you take those hits. Luckily, he took those hits uh, early. It's funny though. I've had that happen before when we were in Smoky Mountain Wrestling. Uh, the, the truck got lost or broke down, and they have to set up the mats. I don't know if you guys have ever do, had to do this. The no ring match, where you're like, talk about exposing the business. You're just like, you know, there's no ropes to hit, but you're kind of hitting. You stay on the mats, and yeah. you fight around the school gym. It's like the worst. It's like having like a Van Halen concert with no guitars. Well, no guitar. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> so, how, how, so where, so where do you fit in? Your dad is is his dad's brother, yeah. Orlando. Yeah, okay. Yeah. Uh, uh, they both actually started training wrestling back in New York together, mm-hmm. but my dad figured I ain't putting some weight. I, I'm still skinny. My brother's outweighing me by 40 pounds, and he figured, you know what? Let me let me uh, join the army. Hmm. Join the army, and uh, but he helped my uncle further down. He helped uh, run the business. He was the uh, accountant. Uh, okay, for about five ten years. Okay, so so you're talking about Puerto Rico, and there's it's all, like everything else. It goes in cycles. The business because there at one point in time. Stadiums here in Puerto Rico, running yeah, stadiums, yeah, yeah. right? Yep. I think the, the the record that my dad um, held is he sold out three. I think it was one one coliseum and no two coliseums and a stadium, stadium. on one night. Um, wow! Yeah, one used, night. Yeah, in one night. One what, night. what he did, he had four matches in each in each venue, and he used to use the satellite dish, which cost like a hundred grand back in the day, because uh, you know they didn't have the internet. This was like in eighty, I think it was eighty seven or eighty eight. Uh, it was one of his anniversary shows, big event. So he sold out all three, uh, and they had you know it was like one match in one arena. Then they'd go to the other uh, the other venue and then show it on satellite TV. It had each arena had a big screen TV. Okay, and this was you know innovative back in the day in eighty eight. So it's almost like closed closed circuit. Closed circuit. Okay, yeah. right, right, yeah. right, right. Yeah, that was that was the pay per view of nineteen eighty eight. Exactly, exactly. Right. No, and. Um, it was no, it was, it was off the chain. I mean, my dad was definitely, and still, you know, he he thinks about the business. 
I, I don't know anybody who loves the business more than him. I mean, Vince might be up there, but my dad, <laughs> you know, he's in contention. Well, he would have to be, like you said, being um, such an icon on this island. You think of Puerto Rico, you think Cologne. That's it. And you guys are part of, like, the royal family here. How was it for you guys growing up in the business? Um, oh, there's a bunch of stories. We had, we had our own promotion. Um, oh, did you? Yeah. My, yeah, dad, yeah. my dad definitely kayfabe to the very end. He was diehard kayfabe. Wow. Uh, yeah, yeah. I mean, I already knew, but he, he was hoping I didn't know. Mm-hmm. And I was like 16, and then he kind of said, you know, because um, my brother started wrestling at that time. So Your brother's had, Carlito. I had to have that speech. Yeah. <laughs> and, and, and I didn't want to hurt his feelings. I was like, okay, dad. Yeah, okay. Oh, thank you. It's almost like getting the birds and bees speech. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Kid. It was a little awkward. <laughs> but uh, I remember I was in like third grade, and my dad had to pick me up from school. And um, in the office, the boys would come on Wednesdays to get paid. So uh, I remember the bill, the uh, office was on the second floor, and it had um, windows where you could see outside, but they can see inside. It was like a mirror, like when you go to the uh, the police lineup. Right. It was one of those mirrors. Or one it was like mirror. a mirror window, yeah, a one-way uh, window. And uh, I see all the bad guys coming, and I start, you know, I'm 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 I'm, I'm in third grade, so you know, um, <laughs> and he kayfaves, you know, he kayfaves my wife and everything. I mean, uh, Your mom. my my mom's, yeah. And he's like, oh. You better hide here in the office. Don't worry. I'll be all right. <laughs> so he locks the door. He leaves me in there for, for about an hour. I'm worried about my pops he's getting beat laughing. up. Yeah, he's, he's laughing. He's paying out the boys. You think he's you getting attacked checks. by a bunch yeah, of heels, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. That, that's funny, but that, that's an old school thing. Like I know from talking to Brett, it was like that, talking with, uh, with, with Eddie. And, you know, the, the dads would never want to tell nope. the kids what was up, you know? So what, how was it for you when you finally found out? Uh, well, I think it was at school, like a bunch of, the, uh, there was a couple of kids, older kids that kind of, you know, they say, hey, this looks kind of fake, this, this and that. And um, I think it was, um, actually, we were watching a video and then we saw, oh, uh, we saw yeah. some oh, exposed, you saw you know, the, uh, the, the old gig ski. Yeah, the old gig ski. Was it one of the uh, Samoans? It was one of the I think it was Kishi. It was Kishi? Yep. It was blatant. Yep. Yeah, we're like, wait a Blaine. minute. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I get it now. Uh, it all came true, right? Yeah. Well, that was Puerto Rico was known for being a very bloody territory yeah. as yeah. well. Almost like the, the early days of what became the hardcore style yep. started here. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. I'd say, you know, ECW's foundation. I mean, I'm sure, and I think I've talked to Paul about this. He, he, he was inspired by, by this territory, and I think Funk's too. Which was, you know, blood, guts, gore, and I mean, people believed it back in the day. It was, it was hardcore. Like, if you were a heel and you don't like to get hit by fans, don't come to Puerto don't Rico. Come, yeah, don't come really? to Puerto Rico. Really? Don't. The I fans mean, would attack you. There was, um, I remember Caguas, which is um, a big, uh, a big town, a uh, big wrestling fan town. There was a tunnel where the heels, the bad guys, would come in and out, and they called the tunnel of death because hmm. the security guards would have umbrellas. And it was indoors. Fans were throwing rocks. I remember there's an old lady. She she used to come with kids. The kids would fill up cups with piss. Wow! Just to throw on the heels. That's how much they believed it. I mean, they, you know, they were passionate about about uh, wrestling. And um, no, it was crazy. So I remember they had to like the, the the bad guys would have to fake out. So they could, you know, launch oh, their yeah. stuff and then hit hit the um, hit the locker room. Do duck and dodge. Yeah, duck and dodge, stuff, dodge right? and dive. So yeah, so if you, if you were a heel here, you're getting attacked. Yeah, you're getting attacked. Yeah. There was, there was yeah. no way around. It. There was a wrestler. Uh, his name is Bronco, a hell of a promo guy. Oh, he yeah. called. Um, there's a town which is predominantly um, of. Um, uh, it's like a black black town. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's called Luisa. Mm-hmm. He called them Haitians, and they didn't like that. Oh, they burned his car. Really? Yeah, they burned his car. <laughs> like, how do they know which one is his? They're watching him come yeah, in. Yeah, they're watching when he comes in and says, oh, we're going to get him. We're going to get him. That's some they old school car, stuff, yeah. too, right? Mm-hmm. So when you guys were kids, were, were you, you guys obviously were friends with each other. Yeah. Uh, did, did you, like, always say, like, well, someday we got to get into wrestling? Or was it kind of, like, predestined just because of we your family? Yeah. Uh, we were little. We always, we always talked about it. It was just a matter of, of when. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like I decided to play baseball for a little bit and try to try my luck playing baseball, but I knew that I wasn't going anywhere. Mm-hmm. Then I made the phone call. Actually, I called him. Oh no, no, this, 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 this son of a bitch! What he did <laughs> was my dad has a special promotion, right? He has a you know the facility. What was it he's called? Learn, uh, WWC. Yeah, it was World, Capital Sports Sports World Wrestling Council. World Wrestling Council. Okay, gotcha. Yeah, right. Um, he's in college, right? Mm-hmm. He's supposedly on a baseball scholarship. Well. 
down the grapevine, we find out that he's training at a wrestling school up in Michigan. <laughs> and then when my dad finds out, he gets pissed off. He said, why didn't he just call me? Why didn't he? Yeah, yeah. But, you know, credit to him, he didn't want, you know, oh, I don't want my uncle to, you know, baby me and this, oh, this and that. He was like, highway, yeah. let me, let me do let your me own do way. It. Yeah, kind of pay his dues in, in a different way. And, Which, and you uh, said that was up in Michigan. Yeah, Michigan with uh, Dan Severn. Oh, okay, yeah. so you didn't want to have, you didn't want to like uh, take it the easy way because you're no, a Cologne. Yeah, I just wanted to suffer like everybody else. Right, right, right. I, I called him afterwards, and he hooked me up with Sabu. Oh, okay. Who got me some dates with him, which is another. What, what was your wrestling name then? Uh, it was Orlando. Okay. Yeah, Orlando. I had nothing. Just Orlando. Yeah. Like Just Bono. Orlando. Yeah. Like, <laughs> it's funny. I didn't know. I didn't it's know. funny. Um, my brother, uh, when he found out, he said, oh, I'm going to give you a real indie name. So he gave him the name of Fireblaze. <laughs> and he had it when he started. My dad said, oh, I like it. Let's like use it. They call it Fireblaze. Yeah. <laughs> now, how about for you when you, when you first started? Were you as a cologne or is that too much pressure when um, you first starting out? Well, luckily, um, I think my brother took most of that, you know, okay, initial heat because he was the one. But, man, when he started, he was, he was green as hell. But he was jacked. I, I think he was in his best shape when he was like 17, 18. Hmm. Just, just eight pack, just, just jacked, you know, young, loving the gym. Um, when he started, man, he was over as hell. I was like, I can't follow that. There's no way because, like, he repopped the territory. Uh, really? Yeah, yeah. The, but the territory was in a little slump, and my brother came around and just the fans, you know. Was they, he? They, was he? What was his name? Carlito. Uh, Carly. 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 Carly Cologne. Cologne. Right. Yeah, yeah. So because it was like the second generation of Carlos Cologne, the second coming, he repopped it. He popped he the territory. Re- re- repopped the territory. Yeah, mm-hmm. we were selling out left and right. And at that time, I was working in concession. Like, I think I had. And we both had almost every job in the business you can imagine. I mean, aside from ringing the bell, I mean, we did camera work. We sold tickets. We sold masks. Uh, really? I, saw, I was 14 years old. I was selling yeah. beer. I, I, could, I, could, I, could, I could open a six-pack with my two hands and, 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 <laughs> in, in under 30 seconds. And pour them for all the yeah, people. Yeah, yeah, pour them all right. with, with a little foam. <laughs> um, but that's part of learning the respect for the business. Yeah. Like even even yeah. Stephanie, when when she did this show, said the same thing. Vince had her working answering phones at the front desk of, of yep. Titan Towers. Oh, like yeah. every job that you can get, because you're learning the business through yeah, and through. Yeah, yeah. right. I mean, my my dad made sure that we did that. I, mean, I had to set the ring a couple times, take it down, uh, which I enjoyed, man. Because you know when, when you love the business, I mean it's it's not a chore. It's a it's a privilege. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So, who were some of the guys that you guys uh, watched when you were kids that you that you liked in the territory that was here? Uh, I was a big fan of Eddie Gilbert. Eddie Gilbert oh. was yeah he he was in tour, he was actually the booker for a while in uh, Puerto Rico. He loved Puerto Rico. Uh, Dick Murdoch was a comedian. I mean, I've never seen what what a what a performer. Yeah. Good guy too. Funny Good guy, guy too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. A little yeah. bit gruff when you first meet him, but then after you get to know him, he's a <laughs> super him, nice guy. Yeah, yeah. Good cook too. I said. Uh, my 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 dad told me. Oh yeah. Good. Yeah yeah. Good. He's good at the barbecue. Uh. <laughs> um. Well, Abdullah the butcher. Obviously, I mean, I think he was like my dad's number one foe, and uh, he was another guy that every time he come to Puerto Rico, I mean, business was gonna. Was gonna pop. He was such He'd an attraction. Pop. He was, yeah, yeah, he was definitely an attraction. He, he, and sometimes his matches only lasted like three minutes, really? but it was the aftermath that would last, That's you know, fifteen minutes. It's like fighting and oh yeah. yeah, yeah. I mean, the fans were really intimidated by Abdul the Butcher. I was too until I heard him talk. <laughs> hey champ! Oh, I was like, oh no, <laughs> you ruined it. What does he sound like? Oh, high pitch. You, yeah. You've ever heard Abby? No. Hey, hey champ, hey, how champ. you doing? <laughs> oh yeah, really highest pitch. I mean, some, somebody who looks so you know intimidating and, yeah. and, and and fierce and ugly to have a high pitch voice. I mean, that's, that's the ultimate rib. Well, that's why he never talked. <laughs> that's yeah, right, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Right? But talked. that but that's the thing. Abdullah, you know, is a huge huge attraction in Japan and Puerto yeah. Rico. Yeah. Those are like his two biggest places. Yeah. And in the states, you know him, but he. Here and there in Japan, just like this iconic, legendary guy. And a lot of respect to him because I think he's one of the guys that have made it, you know, uh, in this business and didn't have to go to WCW. Mm-hmm. I think he did a little bit, little bit of work in WCW, little. but it wasn't really his mainstay. Yeah. And, and the Fed. So I don't know. think he ever worked here. No, he never worked so. in WWE. No, he Maybe always ever. wanted to work the garden, which that oh, was really? his dream, and he never, never, never got to do that. Got to no. do that. Huh. How about you, Orlando, when you were growing up? Who'd you like? I, I like the tag team, but I like the, the Young Bloods. Oh. Mark and Chris Youngblood, they were they were awesome. I loved them growing up. Uh, my uncle, obviously, uh, the Super Medicos, 
uh, Jose Estrada. Mm-hmm. Uh, he was he was awesome. The the, the white uh, mask, the white outfits. Yeah, I don't know how they kept their their outfits white. Wrestling <laughs> in stadiums. Yeah, and the dirt, know, dirty and rings. And and plus, they, they wrestled after some bloody matches. After some bloody <laughs> matches, yeah, yeah. yeah. Usually, the the tag matches was the one that closed the show. Yeah, like yeah. Malco yeah. always went fourth. Why is that? He wanted. He, he don't want to stay to the end. <laughs> stay to the end. Yeah. yeah. I thought that might be a reason. <laughs> no, I just want to go home. <laughs> the tag usually went main event. Main event last. Okay. So usually that was because they would tear it up. Uncle, that was the best match of the. Okay. Of the show. Because there, there's some guys that are here too. You mentioned Super Medicos. Who are some other like the the Puerto Rican guys that are probably like, like Chicky Star? Uh, Chicky TNT. Star was TNT. Uh, TNT was TNT, Savio the, Vega. Savio Vega. Savio, right? Yeah. Yeah. He was he was probably like a number two or number three babyface. Okay, for, for for a time. How about uh, and obviously the, the the big controversy with Bruiser Brody? How, how popular was Bruiser Brody here? In Bruiser was was up there with Abdullah Butcher. I mean, he was um, he was one of those guys that you know the fans were afraid of. Uh, I remember very little bit because it was in '88. I was like four. I was like four. Six, yeah, yeah, five five mm-hmm. or six years old. But uh, yeah, Bruiser Brody. Uh, he was an intimidating figure. Did you ever meet him? Uh, yeah, I, I met him when I was because I remember I was hanging around the locker rooms when I was like four or five. Mm-hmm. Uh, my dad would bring me around, but back then it was two different locker rooms. You had the heel, and, and the then you had face. the baby face. And it was if it was a baseball stadium, they'd come out of the visitor locker room, and then the the baby faces would come out of the home home team. Mm-hmm. So yeah, I, I had a chance to meet him because he he was baby face uh, for a while too. So so let's discuss that for a bit. So the, 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 he was basically murdered in the shower is that's what happened, what, That's right? what I understood. I he know, was stabbed in the shower yeah, in the he arena. He had a, an argument with uh, one of the wrestlers. Uh, I think he was booging at the time. And from what I understand, they got an argument, something about taxes, taxes. that he had to pay. And then he didn't want to do something. He didn't want to pay it, whatever. And I guess I think... He was intimidated because Bruiser was so was so so big and, and hard to deal had, with. Too, right? deal with. Yeah, 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 yeah. Never did jobs and never you know. Wanted no, no. Oh, oh, oh my dad was so pissed <laughs> off. What happened? Uh, they had uh, it was a big show. It was in Puerto Rico, and my dad brought. I think it was Stan Hansen, Hansen Abby, Abby, Butcher, Brody, mm-hmm. and uh, and my and my dad. So it was a tag. And since they had Japanese media, yeah, nobody Japanese nobody wanted to do the favor. And my dad says, "I'm paying you. <laughs> I'm paying you guys." Big money. Big money. <laughs> I'm in my town, and you guys are going to have make me lose? He said, forget about it. I'll do it. Bastards. He did. Oh, he was, yeah, he was pissed off. A true businessman, though, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Think about those three, too. Oh Hanson, Brody, and Butcher. Yep, and once it. they saw that, because it was, it was Japanese media, it was, it. it was such a big event. He said, no, I'm sorry. I'd, I'd like to, but I just can't. 30,000 people. At the Beethorn State. At the that's, one the, that's one of the records. But see, those guys were making, you know, 15, 20, 25 grand back a week in, in back Japan. Back in 80-something. Yeah. Right. And, yeah. and wins and losses meant the world back then. So yeah. they're like, if someone's going to take a picture of me going down, it could cost me money, yeah. right? Yeah. <laughs> but your dad had Future bookings. <laughs> <laughs> so so when the thing with Brody went down, did that did that hurt business here? Yes. Yes, yeah. it yeah. did. Um, and... Uh, like a lot of uh, American guys didn't want to come back. Mm-hmm. They didn't want to come to Puerto Rico. They, they love Puerto Rico, but, you know, and, and I understand that, uh, you know, because it was controversial. I mean, it still is to this day. Yeah. Um, so I, a lot I, of guys didn't want it because they were afraid. Oh, well, you know, if that happened to him, I mean, you know. Right, what could happen to me? I, I, I cut you off before, but you said that Bruiser was so intimidated that he had he had, he had a knife with him, you said? I, I believe so. He had something wow. with him. That's, that's what happened. I, I think Tony was in the locker room, Tony Atlas. Mm-hmm. And I think Dutch. I don't know who else. I remember I, I met I met his kid. We were playing Legos because they brought the wife down and, and 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 the kid and and I didn't know I didn't know he was Brody's son. Mm-hmm. So like afterwards, oh, who's that kid? I, was, I said, oh yeah, that's Brody's son. I was like, oh, gotcha. Yeah, but that's such a a crazy story, you know, talking about that because that was one of the the, the Puerto Rican guys, I believe, it was Invader, whoever. It was. Yeah, Invader, yeah, yeah, Invader. Yeah, Invader. But and then they have this argument and they have this altercation, and then Brody gets stabbed, stabbed. and it's 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 just such a and and I think it was it was real tragic because it was from what from what I understood from what you know you hear by the grapevine, so I don't know right. how 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 true this is that it wasn't a big a deep wound, but I guess. The ambulance thought, oh, this might be a wrestling thing, this, this, and that. Oh, they didn't the tend to they him. Tend to him. They, didn't tend, they didn't expedite really? it. You know what I mean? It was like a semi. And it, was, it wasn't a deep, it wasn't, it didn't look like a very, um, 
you know, life-threatening um, cut, wound. Gash, yeah. But it, I guess it, it, it got an artery, and I think he bled. You're kidding me. That's, yeah. that's what I think. So that's the hospital story that nobody, that nobody knows. knows. That I've never heard that, that before. sitting there at the hospital wow. for a while. I was always under the assumption that he was in the shower and died in the shower. No, no, he was he was good at wow. that. Wow. Also, back in the day, people believed wrestling mm-hmm. was was real. And I'm probably saying he's a bad guy. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Yeah, right. Him, you know, it's a, it's a lot of factors that go into that weird night. It's amazing you know? how much the business has changed, like you said. You know, and yeah. people think that, oh, you know, he's a bad guy. Let him, let him suffer for yeah, a bit, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah. You know, it's funny. The, the, the guy who started Japanese wrestling was a guy called Ricky Dozan. Mm-hmm. He, he was like, he, he brought it from the States or Korea. And same thing happened. He got stabbed. But what happened was they, it was like a mafia thing and they, they had pissed on the knife first. Wow. So the wound wasn't the bad, but it got infected oh, from, from the bacteria in the, in the urine. And that's how he died. So you never, it's, it doesn't have to be like a total, ah, you know, right. psycho gashing. Right. Just the cut is, is all the cut it itself, is. You yeah. know? The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand. So for you guys... When you started making your way out of Puerto Rico, did you always have an eye on coming to the WWE, or was Puerto Rico enough? Well, it was funny because when I started, I, I wanted a car because I was 17 when I started. You wanted and a car? I, I wanted a car. I said, yo, everybody, all my friends are getting cars. They're like, well, no. So you don't deserve a car, my dad said. I was like, okay. So um, he has this big show, anniversary. My brother's already two years in the business. And then it was like the number two. The guy my brother was wrestling, his lackey, uh, my dad, you know, made a story. And I was going to feud with, with his lackey, Jose Rivera. And um, I want a car. He says, okay, I'm going to get you a car. Don't worry about it. All you have to do is this one show for me. <laughs> I was like, okay, great. And he, he knows somebody, the dealer, good price, everything. I was like, great. <laughs> uh, we go pick out the car. I said, okay, well, next week, this car is yours. I'm going to have it, you know, washed and whatever. Uh, so I do the match. He gives me the keys to the car. I was like, okay, great. And I says, oh, son, how are you going to pay for this car? <laughs> <laughs> You want a job? <laughs> so, well, I'm kind of screwed now. So that's how I started. I, 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 like, I didn't envision myself starting at 17, mm-hmm. but, uh, but my dad got me. He, got me. <laughs> he roped you in. Yeah, yeah, he, he roped me real good. Typical Hook promoter, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because yeah, yeah, that's me. what I always heard about Puerto Rico, because I was going to come down here once, once maybe, or twice. Uh, I think Ricky Santana called yeah. me once to come down, but I got a gig in Mexico, which was a little bit better. But I'd always heard that they always owe you – uh, a paycheck. Yeah, so, yeah like, you're always you behind. They you yeah, around, they keep yeah. you around, right? <laughs> Here's your paycheck for th- four, a month ago. We owe me for two weeks. Well, that'll be next week. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, what's it like uh, growing up in Puerto Rico? Because it's funny. You come down here, and um, it, it, you know, we're still in the United States, yep. technically, right? Yeah, yeah. But it does seem like a whole other country, which it is. It's it's kind of strange. So, how is it growing up here? It was awesome for us. I mean, uh, uh it, for me, it was the same as any other, any other state, but mm. for us, we can drink since 18. Mm-hmm. And it's the same in Canada. Yeah, too, and, yeah, and drinking is part of kind of the Puerto Rican culture. Hmm. So when you turn 21, it's not that big of a deal. You don't go nuts and do a big party, and some people end up dying because of alcohol poisoning. Yeah. But we were serving our parents' drinks since we were like 10 years old <laughs> at a family gathering. A family gathering, they, they always play dominoes uh-huh. and tell stories, and we always... Love to listen to their stories because it was wrestling related. Yeah. So it was me and him and Carly. We would go and just listen to them and, and play around. And hey, kid, uh, can you make me a drink? Uh, make it extra stiff. And we'll do, you know, and they would, you know, if we do a good job, they'll, you know, put us over. If we did a shitty job, they'll make us do another one. You know. What I mean? But it was it was awesome uh, growing up in the with Eddie and Carly uh, in the in the business. You know, and funny story like when we were kids we had our own little promotion yeah you mentioned that yeah uh, www remember uh, yeah, yeah. what did that stand for own, made, everybody uh, had like 22 different characters yeah, yeah we were the, <laughs> well, the, the four cousins were the mantas one was black blue green the red, mantas yellow, yeah. the mantas uh-huh. uh, me and him were the seahawks carly and danny my other cousin were the twin eagles <laughs> um, everybody was a champion 
Okay. So, and it went by oh, age. Yeah, yeah. So Carly was uh, the top guy. So he was the universal, universal, universal champion. Okay. Uh, Danny was universal, universal. I was universal, and Eddie was world universal. You know what I mean? So everybody had a championship, you know? It's like boxing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> we, we were, uh, every time we got together for Christmas or something, we, one of the rooms was going to get trashed. We would always wrestle. <laughs> and the older we got, we started charging my sister and my cousin like 25 cents to see us. And they didn't even want to be in the, in, in the room with us, you know? We just made them. <laughs> he brings out his yeah. dad's robes and his thing that we oh, wear yeah, yeah, and yeah. fight. And just having you, would you wrestle just on, in, in the room or would in you have a ring? Okay, yeah, room, put yeah. some pillows down. Yep, oh, we get our butt yeah. whipped because we won't go to sleep till like 2 o'clock in the morning. And me and my mom, my pops would come and get your ass to bed now. Damn it. <laughs> did you ever have any, uh, like, you know, if you're growing up in the business and did your dad ever, like, was there any every time when you had a party at your house or something like that and your dad came home and caught you or was there anybody that said you know the wrestling's all fake and like was it having a, your dad being Carlos Colon was it intimidating for other kids uh, well you know what I had to defend myself a couple times at school because you know um, oh you're Carlos Colon's son I, yeah. I could beat him up so yeah, I, yeah, I, I, yeah. Did, I did get that a couple times a few times I did. Yeah, yeah. But it was always older kids so I had to, I had to you know scruff it out so when finally you, you came into the business for the car, you came into the business, you know, the way that you came in, you went through Michigan, through yep. baseball, how did you finally end up getting the chance to, to come to WWE? Uh, well, my brother was already here. I think he was here a couple of years, and I was working for my dad, um, uh, you know, on a consistent basis, week in and week out. And uh, at the time, I was actually helping my dad give out finishes and helping him out because, you, know, you know, the older he gets, well, the, you know, the more st- stress and, and and I want to relieve him from, from all of his stuff, mm-hmm. and I want to learn the business, too. So I offered, which was a rib, because he was like, oh, he had me do so much stuff. I was like, <laughs> and it felt awkward, because here I am giving out finishes to legends like Cheeky Star. And I'm, I'm, you know, I'm 19 at the time. I feel awkward. I'm like, well, here comes Clone's kid. Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah, here comes this little bastard. What? Yeah. <laughs> I got to do, do what? Yeah, this, this right. kid's telling me that? And I already feel awkward, you know, having <laughs> yeah. to do it. But I was like, well, it's got to be done. And you know, I'm 19. I have some altercations with some guys, but it, oh, they would, you know, they would yeah, say yeah. like there, F there was off one or, or two. There was one or two. Jiggy was always cool. You know, I, uh, it was always uh, with veterans. I didn't want to. I didn't want to. You know, step on their toes. I didn't want to piss them off. Mm-hmm. Out of respect. Uh, but my dad had me doing stuff like that. But uh, you know, it was stressful at the time. I got gray hairs long before I should have. <laughs> um, but it's hard, like you said, like when people see you as as you know as the kid and you're coming in to give what finishes. You know, I remember yes. when when Brett Brett Hart first came at WCW, Terry Taylor was the booker. Yeah. And he came in and told Brett what the finish was and, and Terry left and Brett was like, Let me get this straight. The red rooster is giving up finishes now. <laughs> it's like, well he's kind of the booker and I was like, he'll always be the red rooster to me. <laughs> So you're giving up finishes and you're working kind of behind the scenes and learning the business, and then and then Carly says, "Come up here yeah, and give it a yeah. try." Um, uh, my dad, my dad uh, talked to Johnny Ace, and Johnny says, "Let's give the kid a look up, a look." Um, so they fly me there, and my dad comes with me. And I'm, I'm what already, city were you in? I'm already pissed off because I'm like, I got to be the only guy in this business that brings his dad a freaking truck. <laughs> um, um, so I'm nervous. I have a horrible. Horrible try. I'm surprised they signed me. They didn't call really? me for like six months. Oh, it was atrocious. Who were you with? I was nervous as hell. I, I put the blame on me. I was working Shannon Moore in Pittsburgh, which is not a good town. Crowd reaction. Yes. They didn't know who the hell I was. <laughs> yeah. Famous um, at best for being a pretty dead crowd yeah. for the biggest stars. So anyway, I have my dad there. And it's a funny thing. I know it was a bad match. <laughs> I get back and I have my dad and his arms are open. Like he's about to give me a hug. <laughs> But he doesn't. He shakes his head like, what the hell was that? I, like, oh. I just tell him, yo, dad, just take me home. <laughs> you blew it in front I of your dad. Yeah, yeah. So why do you come? Oh, I was so pissed. So you're just really nervous. Yeah, yeah. I was really nervous. Well, my first match I ever had, um, I got stage fright and uh, I didn't want to get in the ring. I said, dad, I don't, I don't know if I can do this. Hmm. It was a six man. It was me, my, my, my brother, and my dad against one man gang, Dutch Mantel and Ray Gonzalez. And I was supposed to start the match, and I'm in the corner, and I dropped down. So, <laughs> oh, my dad drops down. Shit. Get your ass in the ring. <laughs> how about for you? How was your first match? Horrible. Yeah. Horrible. <laughs> like, I, I go to, uh, it was uh, Sabu who booked me in uh, Midlothian with uh, Ian Rotten. What was it called? Uh, Midlothian? Midlothian, Illinois. That's the okay. town for IWA uh, Mid-South. Right, 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 right. And I get there. Hey, you're uh, Carlos Cano's nephew. 
oh yeah, you're, you're at the main event. I'm like, what? I'm like, no, you can't do that. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I'm biting my tongue, and it was me, uh, Vito Tomaselli, and Brandon Tomaselli, I think it was. No, Eddie Kingston against Chris Hero and Ian Run, a mm-hmm. three-on-two handicap match. Mm-hmm. And they come and say, so what do you do, kid? I'm like, I didn't know what to say. Like, what do you mean, what do you do? <laughs> I just said, I'm just pretty basic. <laughs> you know, that's, all I did. that's all I did. Meat and potatoes. Yeah. <laughs> but, you know, I was up some spots you know right, what I mean? right, but they brought right. me back the week after so that was that was cool of that me, was you know? cool yeah so what did you do after your trial you came back to Puerto Rico I came back to Puerto Rico uh, not thinking I said okay WWE is it for me I'll, 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 I'll just you know wrestle here and go to school uh, and graduate and um, about eight months later six months later I get the phone call and my dad said, like, I don't know how you got the phone call, but you got it. <laughs> so I what, said, I did, uh, what did they say? Did you come in at FCW? Yeah. Okay. Uh, I showed up. Uh, my first day at FCW, I show up. And I guess it was an off day because there was still FCW was setting up at the time. Where Kern was running it. And it was an off day, but I wanted to just, you know, show my face. I wanted to shake hands. I was already um, a little intimidated because the day I show up, it was like four other guys, new guys. And they're all football players. Mm. Uh, don't know anything about the business. Uh, got signed, you know, for their look. And I'm looking at them like everybody's like six five. I'm like, oh, I'm gonna get my ass beat. Oh, they're green too. Oh, green and Christ. strong. Yeah, a I'm horrible like, combination. Right. I'm not gonna survive a year here. Because <laughs> you know you have to take bumps. You know, from eight in the morning to like three in the right. Because they treat you like it's your like it's your first yeah. day. It yeah, doesn't matter yeah, what you've yeah. done before. Yeah. Uh, credit to Dr. Tom. He took care of me. He uh, he always looked out for me. Made sure you know this guy's safe. This guy can work. Mm-hmm. And he always paired me with somebody who would. Uh, who would um, who we have you know decent matches with, and he was like yo you don't have to take so many bumps this and that he had a group of guys that knew that that knew you know they had an idea of what the business was about and and he took care of me in in, in that sense and I I owe him a lot of credit for that. What were they calling you down there? Um, I tagged with Eric Perez, mm-hmm. who had a short stint here. I think he was like one of Vicky Guerrero's boyfriends. What was his name? Eric uh, Escobar. 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 Yeah, Escobar yeah. yeah, he didn't last very long. No, no. Escobar. God bless him. Uh, we were called the Puerto Rican Nightmares, and I think they called me uh, Eddie Colon. Oh, okay. Yeah, Eddie Colon, <laughs> which Puerto is your name, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> and, and then, so they brought. When did you finally come up to the big to the main roster? I was I was in FCW for about a year. I remember I got lucky because I didn't have to resign my lease in uh, in uh, Tampa. Tampa, so um, I get called up and I think they weren't going to tag me with my brother at the time. They just had me do uh, like one backstage, and then my first match on TV was with uh, Charlie Haas, who was just dressed up as Charlito. And uh, this is in um, I want to say this is in Wilkesbury, uh-huh. Wilkes Bar. Charlito, <laughs> and after, after that they decided, well, let, let's tag him with Carlito because they weren't doing much with him at the time. Like they didn't have, he, he didn't have a specific program. Yeah. So uh, they, we tagged, and uh, they put the titles on us pretty quick. Mm-hmm. You know, from there, we had a good little run for about a couple of years. I remember you, were you doing something where you like went on some dates with the Bellas or yeah, something? Like yeah, that? yeah, yeah. Tell somewhere. us somewhere that was like it was, it was up in Seattle. I remember this. It was it was goofy. I I, I forgot it, but um, you went to a restaurant. And yeah, you we were went the to waiter. a restaurant, which was right there. You know, backstage catering. They kind of. <laughs> yeah. Oh, they just I made remember. the restaurant backstage. Yeah, yeah, they didn't yeah. Even yeah take yeah. you to a real restaurant? No, 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 no. no. <laughs> um, what did we do? I think. Oh, they got cake on their face or something yeah one of you guys was dressed up as a waiter or something you're trying to hit on them or yeah you yeah something yeah, along yeah. those lines yeah, the wacky colognes right <laughs> so what are you doing at this point in time orlando when you're watching him come on into the big leagues i'm working puerto rico doing exactly what he was doing okay uh, and were you orlando finishes. cologne yeah i was here i was okay. here yeah uh giving out finishes oh really uh trying to make my way up to wwe because now my two cousins are there mm-hmm. i'm thinking oh, how much fun will we be having if us three could be there and right that, that was my dream and i was on top of my uncle hey i think i'm ready i think i'm ready i was like when the time is right when the time is right when the time is right and then 2009 came i had my tryout and in march 2010 i was already in fcw Wow. So is, is it hard, do you think, for, for, for your pops to lose? You know, first he loses Carly, then he loses Eddie, then he loses Orlando. Does that hurt his business to an extent? It did. It, 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 it does, but it helps him at the same time because when, like, when my brother would come, because my, my dad has, you know, it's not written in the contract, but they have a verbal agreement with Vince and with, uh, with uh, Johnny Ace at the time, who was uh, talent relations. He said, yeah, 
whenever I want my sons, I can have them for a show here or there, you know, as long as it doesn't conflict with uh, right, something big, with the right, schedule. Yeah. So, you know, my brother was working a full schedule, and so was I in WWE. But when my dad had his anniversary show or his uh, Christmas closing show or Three Kings show, or Thanksgiving show, he'd uh, he'd ask for us to come down and uh, okay, you guys and run a Saturday. Yeah, yeah, it was okay. a verbal agreement, a handshake. So so that was cool. And and every time you know my brother would come down, you know it'd be a, it'd be a decent yeah. house. That's uh, that's kind of an old school agreement. You know the handshake. Oh, yeah, the handshake. Yeah. 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 They don't have to sign anything. It's okay. You can have him as long as you know there's not a pay per view or something. And we're yeah, we're already booked on something. So where did the name uh, Primo come from? Does that mean cousin in Spanish? Yeah. Uh, Doesn't it? You uh, should be Primo, yeah. Orlando. Yeah. God bless. Uh, <laughs> I think it was uh, was it Freddie Prince. Yeah, he was a writer here. Um, I think he's he's Puerto Rican, but I don't think he he speaks it. He's like New York. Yeah, Puerto he doesn't Rican. speak the Spanish. Yeah. yeah. So anyway, I think he's watching Scarface because they got Carlito's name. Well, Carlito is his real name. But I think they got it from Cardito's Way. Okay. Movie. Yeah, yeah. And it's kind of somewhat of his character, you mm-hmm. know. Um, well, I guess I think Freddie Prince was watching um, uh, Scarface, and the cousin is Primo. But his name, he's calling his cousin cousin. Yeah. It's not. It's not his like. It's not his, yeah, not his yeah. birth name. <laughs> yeah. So I said, "Oh, we're gonna call you Primo." It was Primo or Diego. And this is a rib. I said, "Please don't call me Diego." And now they call me Diego. <laughs> I was so pissed off. I said, please, whatever you do, don't call me Diego. I get it anyway. I forgot about that. Yeah, you're Diego in the Matadors. And then how about what about Epico? Just Epic? Yeah, yeah. we were thinking uh, me and uh, Sin Cara mm-hmm. were doing a tag team. Uh, Dusty comes up to us and says, what do you think about winning a match? Hold on a second. We, we have a tradition here that if you talk about Dusty, you have to imitate his voice. I can't do it, baby. <laughs> <laughs> With a Puerto Rican accent. <laughs> so he said he's going to so put he, you under a mask? He asked me, would you mind wearing a mask? I said, no, that'd be cool. Mm. And um, so we started doing I said, we need to think of a name. We can't call you Orlando or Tito or whatever it was. Mm-hmm. So it was like, oh, uh, Sin Cara's name at the time was Unico. It's like, well, what could rhyme with Unico? I was like, well, Epico, Unico and Epico. You know what I mean? Okay, let's do that. Perfect. And it stuck, and when I got called up, I was Epico. So when you got called up, was it to tag with, with Primo? Or how it was did you a get funny called? story there. I was supposed, I was, what was it? He wasn't even there. It was a SmackDown. And they booked me with the original Sin Cara. And Unico was going to come down, and we were going to beat him up, and I was going to join Unico. So we do that, and then the following week... We were going to do like a gang, mm-hmm. me, Unico, and, and Primo. They had us, it's like funny because they go, we, don't, we wanted you guys to be like a gang, but we don't want to dress you up like a gang. Mm-hmm. You, know, you know, we don't want to do a stereotype. Stere- <laughs> yeah, right, right. We want to do a stereotype, but we <laughs> don't want to do a stereotype. Yeah. So right. when we got to, right. uh, to Liverpool, we were in England. Yeah, just wear this. Jeans and a wife beater. I'm like, oh, God. You know what I mean? There we <laughs> yeah, go. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> we did that, and then I guess it was too violent or something. That's what they said. For you two guys? For us three to be together. And, you know, I was like... So it was Epico, Hunico, and Primo. And Primo. Okay. Yeah. It lasted for about a week and a half. For about a week. Oh. And then <laughs> the week later, it was me and Primo tagging against the Usos. And a funny story, we were in, 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 in Liverpool, right? And Rosa yeah. comes up to us, hey, I pitched an idea to, to be your valet, uh, you know, for, for, the, for the gang. And we're like, yeah, that'll never happen. We laughed it off. The following week, sure enough, Rosa was with Primo and Epico. Yeah. <laughs> Ah <laughs> oh, yes, old Rosa was. She was the dancing machine for dancing you guys, machine, right? Yeah, Rosa, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Two left feet. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, <laughs> and and her uh, not real Spanish. Yeah, yeah, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. She always come up to me, and I try to help her out. I think they sent her a media tour in uh, Costa Rica. Yeah, and I mean, I had to give her every line because she didn't know a lick of Spanish. I'm like, I don't know how you got this gig, but good for you. <laughs> but that was uh, that was a, a good team. And it's actually funny. Whenever I come to this building, you and I had a, had a match here. Yeah, yeah. Which was, was what, five years ago? Five years ago, yeah. It was a great match. Because yeah, yeah, yeah. here in Puerto Rico, you're like the big baby face. And I remember yeah, you did yeah. the cartwheel in the middle of the match. Toe touch, a, yeah, yeah. Yeah, toe touch, yeah. yeah. That was a, it was, it was, it was a great match, man. You guys, you guys have always had uh, good matches. You know, you guys are hell of a hand. That's kind of yeah, the, uh, yeah. which is almost in a lot of ways the, the, the worst thing you could be called. Because yeah, yeah, yeah. he can put you with anybody yeah, and, and you have good matches. You know what I mean? So is that, is that what, what you guys were doing as Primo and Epico? Were you guys ever the champions as, as, as we under did, those we names? Got the, we got the titles. Yeah, we got the now. copper, the copper tag team. The ca- oh, yeah. copper, yeah. <laughs> looks at, like at, at a live event. The pennies. Yeah, it looks like you can unwrap. Live event. Oh yeah, I was like, we're gonna do something different, Johnny. Was, yeah, we're gonna do something different. We're, uh, we're gonna give this trap set a uh, live event. I was like, <laughs> I said, all right, I'll take it. I'm yeah, gonna, yeah. It. yeah, we ran with it. It was uh, yeah in Oakland. Oh really? Yeah, we had it for about what eight months. Yeah, 
Yeah. Oh, that's about, a long time. Yeah, yeah. yeah, I think so, yeah. That is funny that those titles look like if you uh, you could unwrap it and eat chocolate underneath. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like it's chocolate-covered <laughs> like coins. pennies what they do to me. <laughs> yeah. I'm like, jeez. was funny because yeah, they were talking about it like, oh, we got these new titles coming in. And when they showed up, I was like, that's, that, that's yeah. what you spent oh. like a year on? Really? I remember. I yeah. think, I think uh, Trips and uh, Shawn Michaels was it. I think Shawn looked at it and said, no, I'm keeping these ones. So he had to, <laughs> yeah. he'd rather carry two belts. They carry <laughs> that one belt. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. And then when, 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 when they got rid of it, when they dropped it, then the other guys, I don't know who it was, they, they, uh, they, uh, they started using the, the new belt. The chocolate-covered yeah. the chocolate <laughs> titles. <laughs> who did you guys win the titles from? Kofi and uh, Evan. Evan Bourne. Evan Bourne. Yeah. Oh, wow. Yeah. It's so funny of things. Like, I would never even remember that those guys were a team, Kofi and Evan. You know, yeah. things go so quickly. So it's quick. like you don't yeah. even yeah. think about that, like you yeah. said, you know. Who else did you work with in that time frame? Well, we had good matches with uh, like, uh, European tours oh, with my God, Kofi yeah. and R-Truth. Truth. Mm. Yeah, yeah, it was fun. That was a good run with that little Jimmy spot where... He had little Jimmy the imaginary. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. And I'd kick him in the mouth. Had that. Uh, Ronnie would get, you know, he'd get pissed off and just express <laughs> me, beat the crap out of me. Right, because you kick little Jimmy. And, and we could milk that for like five minutes of the match. It was just, you know, Shakespeare. No, no. I remember no, that. Yeah, like yeah, you, like yeah. here's the little Jimmy. You look at it, like, yeah, you oh, yeah. pantomiming right here. Put, put him on my, put him on my, on my. Lap. Hey, little buddy. Oh. <laughs> how do you get? How, how do you guys like touring uh, over in Europe in comparison to touring in the states? Oh, we love. I, I love it. I we love the tours. I mean, you know, it's, it's 14 days of you know, you know, a little bit of sightseeing, uh, a little bit of drinking. Uh, a little bit of you know treat it as a vacation because um, we don't get a lot of time to just chill and, and we're with the boys right there you know what I mean and we we, we have to enjoy our company it's kind of like we're forced to in a certain sense because mm-hmm. you know uh, we see each other what about sixteen hours a day when you're on those on yeah. the tours on the yeah. bus <clears throat> traveling together arena. yeah. Well, and that's the thing too. It's like the the uh, even this last time we went to Japan. I think the three of us, Doc Amon and uh, oh, yeah. and Woods went out. Woods, yeah, yeah. And it's like that's it out of the whole crew. Only us five. Yeah. And we had a blast, man. Yeah, they said yeah, the boys yeah. are coming. Nobody wanted, nobody wants to go. Uh, you know, they set us up in that karaoke room in the back of the room yeah. there, and it's like if you don't go take advantage of stuff like that, you're not really enjoying taking advantage of, yeah. of the business. You know, yeah, in my sense. Exactly. And the night we went out to eat with the New Japan guys, that was a fun right. night. You know, yeah, we yeah, stayed yeah. Up till, 5 a.m. that night, you know, drinking yeah. and having fun with those guys. And- the thing is, when you know, I always look at it, like people spend uh, they they save up for years to go to Japan. Mm-hmm. We get to go there for free and get, get paid, paid yeah. to do it. Yep. You better go look around and yeah, see what's up. You know, yeah. that's always the best yeah, way. To and go. we always have a. There's a when we when we got called up and we put got paired up together. He told me he said we gotta treat every tour as if it was our last. Hmm. And every tour, that's exactly how we treat it because we never know if we're gonna come back to. To that town, whatever so. town, yeah, yeah, that's, that's right. a good way to to see the business when you go overseas. No, absolutely, and take advantage of it. Yeah. So, how how was it for you guys being up here together? You know, as the tag team champions, when you started out wrestling in you know in in a, in a room with the WWW, and all the way all the way to tag team champions was was it like a pretty cool moment for you guys? Did you ever it, just... it was cool. It was for me. It was a dream come true. Mm-hmm. You know, I was like, I was like, wow, man, I was we were doing this in my room. You yeah, know, we, we made a championship built made out of carpet. Uh-huh. You know, we just cut the shade. Oh, yeah, yeah. I remember that. <laughs> Whatever. Yeah. I was like, but now we have the real thing, you know? Uh-huh. And just, just to get to work with, alongside with my cousin, travel the world, and, and have great matches with, with different people, you know, for me, I was like, wow, what else can I have, you know? The only thing missing was Carly. Right. You know what I mean? Which is still, which is still a dream that we, we still... Still want to have the three of you. Still want to have that, you know, and we can do, I think we can do some amazing stuff. Is Carly working fairly regularly now still? Oh, yeah. yeah, yeah. He's, uh, I mean, that's, that's his profession. Independence. Uh, independence uh, overseas. He, he goes to UK. He goes to Qatar a couple of times. Wow. Yeah. So this well, is, he stays busy. He goes to Puerto Rico. He's with my pops at least once every other month. Once you work up here for a while and get that TV exposure, you can probably work for the rest of your life. You yeah, know, yeah, yeah, guys like Honky Tonk are still, yeah, I know, still right? doing it. Uh, I think Ray the Hammer still uh, yeah, still, gets still see yeah. them around. Yeah, it's funny. You know, <laughs> that's exactly it. So how did the whole idea for the Matadors come about? It was a funny story. Uh, at the time, they weren't doing much with us, mm-hmm. but uh, neither was Ray and, and Sin Cara, but they were teaming. And I, we go to Ray and say, hey, would you mind doing like a, like a little angle, a three-month program where we, like we wanted to do exactly the Conquistadors. That's okay. exactly what we were looking for. We, were like, let, 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 we can do a mock of that. But let's do it different. Because kind of, those guys were yeah. Puerto Rican guys too, aren't yeah, they? Yeah, that's the Estrada. The original, yeah, the original, it was Estrada yeah. and uh, I think it was a Leon, right? Jose Luis Rivera. Jose Luis Rivera. And then, uh, then Edging Christian did it. I'm like, well, let's do it, but let's not wear that outfit. Let's just do something different. Mm-hmm. And what is good 
antagonist for for Mexicans, mm-hmm. Spanish. There's a little bit of heat because they think they're the superior, right? Uh, you know what I mean? Latin uh, culture. So like, let's do this. Let's just be bullfighters. You know what I mean? We'll be arrogant. People know it's us. It'll be fun. It'll be hokey. But it'll be a three month program. You know. You know. Everybody we'll knows who, a, who we are. Yeah, we'll lose, a, we'll lose a mass at the at the, we'll at the end, and we'll keep going. And we had this awesome pitch. We, we pitched to Vince and Triple H, and they loved it. And we were drinking, going in California, drivers somewhere, and we're like, "How awesome would it be for do vignettes, like for four or six weeks?" And usually, when they bring somebody out for vignettes, first three weeks, you're just squashing people. Mm-hmm. We're like, let's do this. Let's do different. You know what I mean? We're arrogant. Let's have a first match. Boom, boom, boom. We're looking good. We're looking great. We're arrogant. In the middle of a match, we lose. Mm-hmm. How awesome would that be? You know what I mean? And yeah, then yeah. after that, the following week, we're like, we'll step it up and we'll start beating people. You know what yeah. I mean? So we pitched the idea. They liked it. And then all of a sudden, they go, yeah, you guys are going to be baby faces. You're going to have a little bull with you guys. Well, they, they, said, like, they, oh. said, uh, they said, we're going we're gonna to put the, the, the bull with you, little Torito. He's going to be the bull. He's going to come up with a cape and all that. When I heard that, I was like, uh, we're, we're baby faces. <laughs> <laughs> they're, they're not going to boo you know, a cute little uh, <laughs> yeah. three-foot cute uh, little bull. Yeah. Yeah. I'm like, oh, crap. Well, forget about, forget about that storyline with uh, Ray Ray. <laughs> it's not, not going to happen. It never happened. <laughs> well, it's, it, it, I, I was laughing, too, because sometimes like, you have the masks, masks on. Yeah. And they kind of move on oh, you. Oh, yeah, it's terrible. All over the, the place, right? Like the half mask, nothing really holds it in place. I can never put it on right. I look cockeyed every, every – one eye is going one way, one's going the other. <laughs> but that's – I mean that's just part of, of – like you said, that's the longevity yeah. that you guys have is that they keep – they always give you guys stuff. Something, yeah. Because they know that you guys always have good matches. Yeah. And we're having fun with the gimmick. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like it, it takes time for a character to get over. It doesn't matter who you are. Some people take six months, but usually it takes years for people to recognize you. And I noticed that when I worked in Puerto Rico, like I was getting a little bit frustrated that my uncle was giving me a big push and the crowd wasn't equal. It takes time. Mm-hmm. You'll get there. You'll get there. I got it when I started coming back from SCW doing these shows. That's when I started really getting the recognition from the crowd. I was like, you know, uncle, you're right. It takes years for somebody to, to really get over, you know? Mm-hmm. But we knew with, the, with, with this gimmick at the beginning, it was for the first few weeks, it was fun, good reactions. And then they started booing the crap out of us. Yeah, I remember we did the the storyline with Cesaro and Swagger in Miami. Oh yeah, yeah and then yeah. it was like they completely treated us like heels in Miami. In the, Miami, yeah, in Miami. And we're like, oh my god, you know. So we just kept going with it, you know. Why, why was that? Why did they treat like heels in Miami? I don't know. I don't, I don't think they liked the character. Mm. You know, they knew they knew who we were because oh, we're Puerto Ricans we're pretending Puerto Rican. to be not Puerto Rican. Good you know? call. Yeah. So. Puerto Ricans <laughs> pretending to be Spanish with yeah. a Mexican name yeah, exactly. or whatever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. A lot of sellouts. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's interesting to think about. Yeah, because people people aren't stupid. Like they know. They know. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Hey, hey yeah. don't bullshit me. See, but that's the great thing about you guys, and you, you know, and nothing against some of the guys coming up, but they don't learn how to call it in the ring and deal with how it works. Yeah. But if you go out there and they're Audible, booing yeah. the shit out of you, just go that way. You're gonna turn heel, yeah, yeah. And you guys are still gonna have a great match because you'll be able to call it anyways yeah, on the fly, yeah. yeah. You know, because that's, that's the secret of the business. That's kind of the, the people don't learn. Go with the flow. Is going with the flow yeah, and calling it out yeah. there. Yeah. You know, especially with the experience that you guys have and all that other stuff as well. So, wh- wh- what kind of reaction does Torito get? Is he he's like, the one that gets the pops? Yeah. You know, we walk out. <laughs> yeah, it's like yeah, Luke yeah. Warm's like, oh, we're laughing. We're like we're like enjoying it. All right, it's coming, it's coming, it's coming. Torito comes, big pop. Oh yeah. <laughs> was it the same thing with Rosa too? Was she getting the pops of the uh, of the, um, of the gang? She was, but her her time was a little out. There was some stuff. I'm like Rosa, damn it, don't dance now. I'm trying to get some heat. <laughs> There'll be times when we're doing the matches uh, TV, uh. TV, and she's sending us to go home. She just copies whatever we say. Vamonos, what you say? Vamonos a la casa. That's not even the real way you say it in, in, Span- <laughs> like in, in Puerto Rico or in Spanish. No, no. Like no, if you're no, in no. a ring wrestling somebody, oh, they're, God, not, yeah. they're not going to be saying, they'll say Vamonos, right? We say Vamonos, yeah, let's do it, let's go. She's literally saying, let's go back to the house. We had fun with her, just. Yeah. Yeah. Well, that's what you got to do. Like you said, go with the flow and just make it work and have yeah. a good time with it. You know, yeah. you always have a, a spot. A funny story. I just saw Kyoto here. Haven't seen Kyoto in, I don't know, six months or something like that. And you're here too. And this the greatest story ever when you guys are playing <laughs> football inside the arena. Oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> tell yeah. it from your perspective and then I'll tell you from my oh, perspective. Oh, Christ. All right. This is great. I, I want to apologize again to you, man. <laughs> I was so mad. We're playing football, and, and obviously that's not a big sport in Puerto Rico. Baseball is. So, and and it's, I think uh, Swagger had an OU. That's about, what, a uh, six-inch football. 
And we start throwing the football. Inside the arena. Inside the Rock. arena. Because we we're sit just, around for hours doing nothing. So no. you guys are just killing time playing catch. We're just horsing around. And, you know, you know, boys being boys. And Kiki, Kiki starts to step back. I'm like, Kiki, go. I throw a rocket. I want to throw a rocket to his chest. But my trajectory <laughs> was a little off. I threw it a little high. And you know how they have those big lights, the round uh, the, lights? The, the floodlights, yeah. Yeah, the floodlights. It gets lost in the lights. And I'm like. Oh shit! <laughs> and all I see is a chair go up in the air, and there, there's Chris cutting a promo. Who the? F and I'm like, oh shit! <laughs> little by little, I'm raising my hand. I'm like, oh man, I got, I gotta own up to this. It was me. <laughs> and I remember you, you're beeline straight to me. I'm like, all right, let's see, let's see what's gonna happen. I guess I'm gonna take a punch or two. Here we go. You come. Beeline and, and Kiki's in your way, and I guess Kiki's always red in the face. Anyway, <laughs> yeah. So uh, I don't know if he was like chuckling. I, I think that's what. Uh, what yeah, you, he was kind of laughing. Thought. Yeah. And you see him, and you're red hot, pissed off. You see him, and you shove him, and, and Kiki's got his discotheque shoes on. He slips. <laughs> he goes like, what? "What?" It looked like a cartoon. What? 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 It wasn't me. This, this, and that. So then I start heading your way. I'm like, "Oh shoot! I don't want Kiki to get this." You know, I got a man up to it. It, it was, it was, it was my bad. So I start heading your way, and you're ready to freaking, you know, tear a new one in that in the poor Kiki. <laughs> and I'm like, "Yo, bro, who's me? I believe yo, play, the heat's on me, not on, not on Kiki." <laughs> and Oh shoot! Because I, I remember you told me I got you square. In, well, in the I, I was talking to Arn. We were just shooting the breeze, oh. sitting down, and I turn at the last second and get hit right in Boy. the eye by the corner of the oh. football, like right, like dude, like I felt my eye go like, Boop, like oh. push your eye back, and it, it, you couldn't do it again if you tried. Like it could, right. nobody could throw it that perfectly. It was just a total freak of nature, <laughs> and dude, it hit me so hard in the face, and I just look up, and I look right over at in your direction, and I'm just like mother. <laughs> and I walk over and I'm going over I don't know which one of you guys throw it I don't care I'm just going right. to fight everybody and Kiki like you said he kind of is smiling and not smiling at me but maybe kind of like oh wow or like oh shit or maybe just looking at his face what are you laughing at I push him disco shoes <laughs> it's not me and then we're pushing each other by the time that you owned up to it I'd already been so mad at Kiyota yeah, that yeah. I wasn't even really mad at you I'm like well look well, 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 you too. Screw off. <laughs> Screw you too, Cologne. So then I got to go in the trainer's office and I got to do the old, like, put a patch over this eye and Check put a patch out, over yeah. this eye. They're putting eye drops in there. And it feels like, it feels like, you know, like you get punched in yep. the eye. Yep. And then you came in and you apologized. And I was like, dude, no problem. It was such a mistake. But I was so mad that by the time I finished yelling at Kyoto, when it was finally you, it was like, ah, all right, well, you suck too. <laughs> 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 he was pissed off because he rides with us a lot. He's like, man, you ribbed me again, you son of a bitch. <laughs> I had to go to him after and apologize to him. And he was so mad at me. And then I got mad at him again for not accepting my apology. <laughs> then we're fighting again. And it's just uh... – <laughs> well, getting, re getting ready to wrap it up, If um, what, what, i got two questions for you. What's your favorite match that you've ever seen, Orlando, and your favorite match that you've ever been in? My favorite, the favorite match that I've seen would be Eddie Guerrero against Chris Benoit. The finals for the United States Championship. Oh wow! That's God. Those guys had such great God. chemistry, man. Uh, and I don't my, even. I, I have to watch that one again. I don't think I remember time I that. Watch it like I'm like a little kid. Oh the yeah. The way that they used everything. Such, ref, such great. Everything. Yeah. Great storytelling. How they build up to the finish and everything. It's it was just mind blowing. Talking yeah. about perfect chemistry those yep. guys had. You yeah, know, I mean, not, not even the. the the moves, just the intensity that they brought to the ring. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? You mm -hmm. know that, that they were going to go at it. Yeah. You know? Eddie wrestled like he was six foot eight, and yeah. so did Chris. Yep. But Chris yep. was bigger, but Eddie wrestled like he could take on Big Show and you'd believe it. Yep, you exactly. Know? Absolutely. You know, he brought that intensity. Yeah. And my favorite match uh, to date would have to be uh, actually, one of my favorite ones was me against him in this building. Really? Uh, six years ago. Uh, yeah, the, the, before I got signed. Uh, we did an angle. We shot an FCW because I burned my uncle. Okay. So he was coming to the rescue. So he knew I was having a tryout. So we had a crew go to FCW and mm -hmm. slapped him and beat the crap out of him. And we had a hell of a match here. Was it a WWE show? No, for my uncle. Oh, okay. Gotcha. Yeah. 
And that's to me one of my favorite matches. The favorite match you had, yeah. How about you, Eddie? Your favorite match uh, that you've seen? Your favorite I've match seen, you've been uh, in? I gotta go with Brett and, and Sean. Those Iron Man matches. I think they had like two or three. Yeah, the WrestleMania one, being, though. Yeah, because you're like, wow, you can go for an hour and, and, and make it entertaining. Mm-hmm. I mean, back in the day, Flair did a lot. I know, and uh, they they went now. And Flair, Flair did a lot. Yeah, the sixty know, minutes. I think yeah. the, the, the modern era of doing it was was these guys, and, and they always put on a clinic. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, they start off slow. You're like, oh, this is going nowhere. And little by little, there comes a story. Build, 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 here comes build, a fall. Yeah. Here comes a no. Here comes a comeback. Here comes a heat. Here comes, you know. Yeah. They they, they could they could make, you know, they could, they could have probably gone for two hours if they wanted it to. It goes by so fast once they get rolling into yep. it. You yeah. can't believe it. Yeah. And then you realize, wow, a whole hour. And it's been by. 60 minutes, Crazy. yeah. And, and just the cardio to have, you know, the, the stamina. Oh, yeah. Have you ever had a 60-minute match? I've had a 30-minute match. Really? Okay, and, yeah. and, and I'm good with that. <laughs> That's my limit right there. Yeah. I had you? a 45-minute match, but not by uh, – by, by, it was by – because we had a storm here in Puerto Rico, uh-huh. um, and half of the island was cut off. Like, oh. all, the, all the highways were cut off. Yeah. And we only have – and this was a, in the middle of the mountains. We had a sold-out house, and I think four or six wrestlers. Oh, so and some of the guys were on the way. So at yeah. the time there was three guys. You know the promoters not gonna not gonna cancel the show. I said you keep working until yeah. someone else gets yeah. here. So we're, yeah. we're still counting the money in the box office. <laughs> I worked for forty five minutes the first match. I saw the guys pulling in because it was at a stadium and they uh-huh. parked inside the stadium. I saw the guys get out of the crowd. I said, "All right, we got five more minutes before they get ready." Yeah, they're running in the second match. Uh huh. Set up for the main event tag. Me in it again. So I wrestled <laughs> like three or four times that night. Oh, so cumulatively, cool. you did like two <laughs> hours. Yeah. What's your favorite match you've ever had, uh, Eddie? Um, it's been a couple, but I think me being green, I, I got a chance to wrestle with. Mysterio. I think it was like 17 or 18 at the time. And in Puerto Rico? Yeah, in Puerto Rico. Oh, wow. Uh, this was like right between WCW and him coming here. Mm-hmm. He's good friends with Conan, and Conan was working, right. uh, okay. working here. And yeah. he said, yo, are you interested in having Ray? I said, hell yeah. <laughs> so I, I, I did three matches with Ray. Um, and I believe it was it was the second one that, that I, like, I remember because we hung out the day the day before. Uh, we went to you know some after hours. We had a good time, and I'm like, I, w- I was already apologizing to him. I said, I'm sorry, I'm, this is not going to be my best A game. And, and Ray Ray was, you know, he comforted me. He said, Don't worry, some of the best matches I have, yeah. I have you know, after <laughs> hungover, yeah. Night, yeah, yeah. So I was like, Okay, cool. And and you know, I was I was real real green at the time, but he took his time to go. We went to like a practice practice ring, mm-hmm. and yeah, he took the time to you know to feel you know how, how you know my my footing and all that. And, you know, he let me do some stuff, and he did some stuff that, you know, to trust a, a 17-year-old kid right. in green as hell. Right. And he was in a, he didn't have a guaranteed contract with uh, yeah. WWE Just a one-off, at the right? time. Mm-hmm. So I was like, and, and, you know, we had a real good match, and I, I appreciate that. It was one of my favorites. Mm-hmm. One I'll remember, you know, for forever. Time. Forever, yeah, yeah. yeah, definitely. Well, it's great talking to you guys, man. Is your uh, pops coming tonight? I think so. He was asleep uh, when I left him. I was at the house. So <laughs> if, if he gets up, I know my mom's going to be here, my sister and my niece and nephew. So I look forward to seeing them. And your mom's from Canada, right? Yeah, yeah. From, That's uh, great, yeah. from Oakville. That's hilarious. Yeah, Half Canadian, yeah, yeah. man. Well, cool. It's great to talk to the boys here on the island. And let's go to work, us. man. Gracias. Gracias, brother. Always right. a pleasure, my friend. Thanks, man. Always. We're shaking hands right now. Thank you. Yeah. Gracias, right. mm-hmm. <laughs> Oh, yeah, that's the last thing. I forgot about this. <laughs> we almost didn't talk about this. So we've got this little thing, this tradition about uh, Mil Mascaris, who a uh, legendary guy, but if you know him, hard to get along with in a lot of ways. I'll be honest. I can say it because I don't give a shit what he thinks of me at this point. But he's like very talks, like a like very condescending. Like, what are you doing? I'm Mil Mascaris. No one cares about you, only me. <laughs> and you guys know about this, too, because he obviously has worked for for you yeah yeah yeah, right. yeah, so, yeah yeah so thank you for doing my show <laughs> very welcome and your show is good you finally have a star in your show <laughs> <laughs> thank you we'll see you next time <laughs> have a good have a good match tonight no one cares about you only me <laughs> thanks to the clones for all the stories great guys primo and epico we actually tracked that show a few months ago when we were in san juan puerto rico like i said and it's great to finally hear it and hear the guys now uh thanks to them and thanks to you guys for supporting talk is jericho and all the great sponsors including amazon who've been with us since day one amazon is the easiest way to support this podcast you go to podcast one.com click on the killer deals button in the top right corner of the page then hit the talk is jericho button i got the links for the usa the uk the canada day every time you use the talk is jericho amazon links amazon 
Amazon kicks back a small percentage to this show to help us cover production costs. You can buy just about anything you can think of on Amazon. Get the whole Motorhead catalog, uh, celebrating the life of Lemmy, uh, Phil Campbell from Motorhead on this show a couple episodes ago. How about the Motley Crue albums? Go check out the Crue cast. You can get a microwave if you need it. I bought a microwave myself on Amazon. You find about anything you want on Amazon. Once again, those links won't cost you anything extra. No hidden fees or extra shallows. Just go to Podcast One, click on the Killer Deals button in the top right corner of the page, then hit the Talk is Jericho button. All my sponsors are there. You got easy access to ddpyoga.com slash Jericho and the new DDP Yoga Now app. You got the books.com. That's B-O-U-Q-S. Get some flowers for Valentine's Day and for True Car. Uh, thank you for checking out um, uh, my sponsors and then thanks for being uh, a listener of this show. If you have been a long-time listener, you know uh, about a year ago I had on Axel Rotten and we were talking about his, uh, you know, his, his, his recovery and getting him out of the um, physical therapy ward that he was in where he could barely walk. He made it out of the ward and he just recently passed away. We still don't really know what the details are. Bottom line is I don't care what the details are. Uh, it's, it's a horrible blow. Axel was seemingly doing well and getting his life back on track and then died uh, at an early, early age. And um, I, I got to give you know my thumbs up to Axel. Like I said, I always thought he was a good guy and uh, I did my best to help him and hopefully gave him a little mental boost for the last uh, year of his life or so. But I, I, I'm not sure exactly what happened, like I said. But um, uh, God bless him. He was a good guy. And um, I'll never forget he and I going to see Kiss on the reunion tour in Richmond, Virginia. Or was it Norfolk? Norfolk, Virginia, I believe it was. But uh, crushing blow when you hear something like that, especially when I thought he was doing good. And um, you know, I hadn't seen Axel in a long time, but I spoke to him quite often via text. He even spoke to him on the Sunday before his passing. And he passed away, I believe, on, on Thursday, last Thursday. So uh, God bless you, Axel. Uh, a true warrior, like I said. A true warrior, a good guy. And um, I did the best I could to help him. And hopefully, uh, uh, hopefully I'll see him again on the other side. So God bless you, Axel. Thanks for everything. And thanks for being a true, true warrior, like I said. So uh, thanks, you guys, for listening. Stay tuned for the 60-second AP News headlines coming up next. And uh, on Friday... It's a great show. Uh, legendary rock and roll photographer Bob Gruen will be here. Uh, if you've ever seen the John Lennon New York City photograph where he's wearing the New York City uh, T-shirt, Bob took that one and thousands and thousands of others. Great friends with uh, Mick and Keith and John Lennon. Took uh, the picture on the cover of Dress to Kill by Kiss. Uh, was instrumental in the early days of Blondie, CBGBs in New York City. He is a true New Yorker and he's a true rock and roll uh, legend, uh, a stalwart great show you're gonna not want to miss this one uh, bob groom will be here friday thanks to you guys we'll see you then stay hard stay hungry peace love and hugs and big yeah boy you can download new episodes of talk is jericho every wednesday and friday at podcast that's podcast one.com